Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Anonymous Podcast. This is the Guiding Principles Study. Uh, tonight, if you want to get your books and follow along, we're going to be on page 165. And we'll be starting with question 11 in all our affairs. Now, before we get started tonight, we want to do some introductions. Um, Ms. Donna, would you introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. This is Donna P. I here in Eugene, Oregon. My clean day is 11 uh, I celebrate on Thanksgiving every year. My home group is uh, uh, Solutions for Living, 6 o'clock Sunday night. Come see us. Awesome to see you again, Ms. Donna. Thank you. How you doing, Tony? Hey, I'm Tony C. Uh, my clean data is 723.02. Uh, my home group is here and now. Uh, I'm in the Central Texas area uh, in Austin, Texas. And we meet at 730 on Wednesdays. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. How you doing, Des? I'm great. Hey, everybody. I'm an addict named Des. My clean date is uh, July 24th, 1995. I am from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. My home group is We Choose to Live. Every Wednesday, we, we're a fully virtual meeting out of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. And um, what else? Oh, and I attend meetings in the Wisconsin region and virtually around the world. Glad to be here. Awesome, Des, thank you. Uh, my name is Will, I'm an addict. Um, my clean date is February 27th of 2013. Uh, my home group is Sunday Serenity in Ashtabula, Ohio. Uh, attend meetings in the Buckeye region in Ohio. And that is it. So we have Des kicking us off tonight with question 11. Could you read the, uh, the tradition for us there, Des, and take us off with question 11? Absolutely. Uh, the tradition, NA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. That is tradition nine. And question 11 reads, how do I take responsibility for my actions while practicing surrender about the outcomes? Um, boy, it, it's these questions, man, they're so good. And before we started, we were like, how is there so many questions in one question? And then I read this question and I'm like, man, this is a big question just by itself. <laughs> the whole practicing uh, surrender about outcomes and um, the taking responsibility for my actions. So for me, when I first got clean, um, I had some pretty big responsibilities on my shoulders. Uh, some legal stuff was going on and I really didn't know um, what the outcome was gonna be from all of it. And, and, I'm, and, and today, thinking back to that time, I'm so grateful that I was in Narcotics Anonymous to maneuver through that because it taught me how to stand in my own truth and be honest and you know be real about what was going on and um, when I think about this tradition in, in relation to that, um, even though we're not organized, we're still responsible and we're still um, accountable. And it's still our, our um, it's still up to us. It's still up to Narcotics Anonymous to make sure we're doing things the right way for the right reasons and um, so on and so forth. So, um, and then the, the other part of it, practicing surrender about the outcomes, I, I think it's uh, it's important to do that because um, like I'm I'm the person like I've been the person who like has these maniacal little plans about things and I, I want to know we're going to do this but I want to know it's going to work out and sometimes I would hold back and I wouldn't do things because I would be afraid of how they would turn out or I would um, I, I wouldn't get involved unless I knew it was going to be a win or I knew it was going to work out in my favor. Like that was who I was when I got here. And I think this tradition in my life has taught me that even if it doesn't work out the way I think it should work out, it always works out the way that the collective higher power wants it to work out. 
and that's beautiful that's like amazing and um yeah and then i think about the service boards and committees um directly responsible to those they serve and that when i when i get the the uh opportunity to serve on one of those boards or committees how beautiful it is that i get to learn to be responsible not only to myself but to narcotics anonymous and into what what the outcomes are and the outcomes are always to the benefit of na i mean when things are done spiritually they always work out well i, I truly believe that so um yeah so that's my answer for the question and thanks for letting me answer that tonight awesome thanks des uh yeah will addicts and let me tell them myself i was on my cell phone so i didn't catch it i didn't get over here quick enough um so I like the in the, in all affairs portion of this. I obviously reflect more on my personal life. Um, how do I take responsibility for my actions while practicing surrender about outcomes? Um, I find that if I if I focus too much on outcomes or I focus too much on what's outside my responsibility, I usually can't get my responsibility done. Um, I'm thinking specifically at work, um, at home. Um, you know, I, I have roles that I have to play. And, and I'm glad Duran's here so he can tell us to, uh, you know, do your job and keep the faith, right? Just do your job, man. The shit's going to work. I do your job. Um, a lot of times I can, I can come in and I can focus on, oh, so I'm in a hole because so-and-so didn't do their job. Or if I do this, is someone so going to carry it on right? Um, can I trust other people to step in and help me out um, and, and not micromanage and not, and especially in my own home? Because to be honest, being in a role at work where people, I don't want to say have to, but are, they're, they're supposed to listen to me. Um, I can come home and a lot of times carry that same mentality of, listen, I need you to do this, you to do this, and you to do this, and this is all going to work out. And um, that doesn't work. And if it does, they're not too happy with me, you know. So having to switch hats a lot of times, um, I can take responsibility for, like, like I said, what I can do. I, I always joke around and say, just be like the Hindus and do what you can do, right? And then go home, you know, just uh, play my part and, and hope the rest falls into place. Um, at the end of the day, too, like, I got I to gotta sleep with myself. Like, uh, I have this thing where, man, if I don't, like, try my best or I don't do what I can, um, I have a real hard time laying with myself at night, you know? So, uh, practicing surrender about the outcomes. Yeah, like, I've, I've tried every time. I find it is... It, if often I try to force outcomes or put my hands on things, one, I usually fall short of what I could have had or I screw it all the way up. And I have repeated experience in this enough to trust the process now to go, man, it's probably best you just take a step back and let, let, let what's going to happen happen. Um, that's all I got for right now. I see Ms. Donna has her hand up. Um, you know, uh, this is a great example of like, um, talking about um, practicing these principles in all of our affairs, meaning like at home, right? Or at work, and the, I can carry the traditions into my life and carry what I'm learning about myself into, uh, from the steps into my life. And I remember the first time hearing about just staying in today, like stop putting myself so far out there in the future or so far back in the past that I couldn't just take care of what I needed to take care of, like for today, I'd get frozen, right? I just get frozen with so much. And um, so I just wanted to briefly say that, that that's one of the things I learned about. Um, and when I stay in today, take care of what I can take care of today, tomorrow's going to take care of itself. I got time still to deal with the whatever I have to deal with in the past and my steps, right? So that's all I have to say about that. Awesome. Thanks, Donna. I don't see any more hands up. Um, if not, I have Tony taking us off on question 12. All right. Um, 12. How easy is it? There's two parts. How easy is it for me to ask for, ask for and accept feedback? And what is my response to constructive criticism? A lot of spiritual principles in this question. Um, you know, in the reading, um, uh, back in the reading, it says that we balance between asking for help and ensuring the work is done and allowing others to have input takes patient and open mindedness. And, you know, and, and you guys have already shared about this. When I work through this traditions, 
but my sponsor, he had me write a paragraph on how does this apply in the program? How does it apply in my home? And how does it apply at work? And so I had to think about that and all of that. And then um, that was a really awesome assignment. It really helped me with, with this. And the thing about this one, how easy is it for me to ask and accept feedback? You know, um, that took a lot of practice for me, you know, because I came in here and you know, I was angry. I didn't want you to tell me what to do. I had a lot of pride. I had an answer. I knew what exactly what the answer was, and you had to listen to me. And that doesn't work here, you know, uh, that there's no spiritual principle behind it. That's rebellion and that's pride and ego. You know, I've seen that. Actually, I've seen that happen in one of our subcommittees here. We had a uh, activities chairperson that was doing the activity subcommittee, and he got a lot of people to join the activities, which is difficult. And um, he just wouldn't listen. He wasn't listening to feedback. He wasn't listening to anything. And um, people started dropping off. And then he wound up dropping out of the position because he had no help. And um, people tried to help him along the way and stuff, but he had that block mind. And that, that that just shows me an example of something that I can't do. I've done, whether it's a group conscience or um, I, I'm doing a subcommittee or I'm a chair of a subcommittee or I'm on a, uh, some kind of a region convention committee. You know, we all have, to, I have to be able to take that feedback. I have to be able to take you know, like, hey, you know, you have a really good idea, but what about if we do it this way? And that's open-mindedness. I mean, that's, that's something that I need to do. It's easy, a lot easier for me today. I'm a really, I can really, I've really worked on that a lot. And so that's one of the things I work on on a daily basis. So for me to sit there and listen to somebody and give me some feedback on something I'm doing or something I'm saying, I'm able to do that today. You know, and then the second part of this is what is my response to constructive criticism? much better today uh you know again it says here we when we communicate openly we invite discussion it says that in the reading here all right and and as we discussed we often find better ways to do things than any one of us could have imagined right and so um that's one of the good things about this tradition is that is that uh that's how i respond to constructive criticism you know we had a uh we, uh, when I was the H&I chair during COVID, it happened during COVID and we redid our H&I policy and it was 15 of us and we met on Zoom every month and it, we did a lot of, uh, it was a lot of going back and forth. Um, it was really well organized. I got a lot of discussion, a lot of feedback and constructive criticism of what we should and shouldn't do. It wasn't my policy. And so uh, we had a co group conscious effort to get that done. Uh, on a personal level, um, you know, if somebody tells me I'm not doing anything wrong, then I then for me, if 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 it really rubbing me the wrong way, then I have to take a look at that. And for me, that's what I do. It's my go-to. Is I go back and I'll I'll write, I'll journal in the morning and I'll write down like, okay, this person said this, this, and this. And so what do I need to look at? Why is that bothering me? You know, so um, but constructive criticism, I learned this through my my careers I've had. And um that that's what you do. You know, when I was a school teacher, um, they used to, we used to get evaluated all the time. And, and I, some teachers would freak out because if somebody was in there observing them and they'd be like, you know, and I'd be like, come on in, you know, and because if I don't know what's going on with me, if I don't know if I'm doing something wrong, how am I going to get better? You know, so and and that's what I, I carried it there. And I learned that I learned that here in the rooms. I learned that by by, by these traditions, you know, but that and watching other people do service commitments. That's how I learned that. And I carry that into my work life. So um, that's all I have on those two. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Tony. Um, I see Duran's got his hand up and Phil after him. What do you got? Duran, you want to introduce yourself and comment? Hello, family. My name is Dorada, and I'm an addict. My clean date is March 13th, 2020. My home group is the Clean and Free Group of Narcotics Anonymous. We meet Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at uh, Trinity Presbyterian Church in Ashtabula, Ohio. I also attend meetings in the Buckeye region in Ohio. Um, it's so nice to be here. So nice to be here. Um, first part of that question, how easy is it for me to ask for and accept feedback? So in my career, you know, I'm I'm a supervisor and I and I've said it a couple of times, like I'm the type of guy, man, I go to my to my team, man, and I ask them, you know, please give me your input. It, it's very valuable. Like I I I want to know what you guys want to do and, and how we should be doing things. Like just because I'm the boss doesn't mean that like 
I have to be an overlord. Like I have to control everything, man. Be and I didn't learn that until I came to Narcotics Anonymous, though. Like being a secretary of meetings and and going to area and and being involved in the fellowship and doing service in the fellowship. It, Narcotics Anonymous taught me how to take a back seat sometimes. Just because I'm 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 in that position does not mean that I always have to be the uh, overlord or like have to have the 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 hammer hand that down on everything. That's like not what it's about to me. So I I love feedback, especially in my career. Uh, um, I tell my team all the time, like man, you if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be where I'm at. You know, my motivation got me there, but like me taking feedback and listening to them got us where we're at, you know, and we're in good standing. And, and it's not just me growing, it's everybody else is growing as well. And again, I learned that in Narcotics Anonymous, the, the unity that I learned is from Narcotic, Narcotics Anonymous, the, you know, and I had a sponsor tell me like, you work traditions and, and you haven't even worked them yet. He's like, you're instilling these things in your life and you don't even really understand. He's like, that's why we do the book work the, and the footwork and, and we do the service so we can learn and instill these things in our life and it becomes second nature to us. Like, we don't even question it. Like, it's just like, and, and, it, and it's like that a lot. Like, I'll be like, hey, team lead, how do you feel about this, that, those and the others? And then we'll have a conversation about it. Well, let's take it to the team and see what they think about it. And then it's just like a trickle down. And, and then everybody is like, wow, this is really cool. And, and I've gotten a lot of, we've gotten a lot of people to stay on with us through, through this process. They see that it's like this and they see that they are valued. They're not just another number or another employee that can be easily disposed of. There's somebody that I actually care about, you know, their, their opinions matter. And um, okay. And the second part is uh, what is my response to constructive criticism? Uh being in my position, I've, you know, to get to where I'm at, I've had to take that a lot. And, and it all started in Narcotics Anonymous. I just had a situation um, where I kind of, I kind of lost my cool about something, man. I just felt, I felt real disrespected and like somebody disrespected my son. So I talked to my sponsor about it and like, am, am I on some BS or is this like a valid thing? And, and, you know, I wasn't right, nor I was was I wrong. I was like right in the middle. I had my my feelings were valid. The way that I handled the situation was not valid, and he put it he put me in line about it like that. Hey, you know, you could have handled it a little bit differently. You could have <laughs> spoke to people a little bit differently, <laughs> conducted yourself a little bit better. But I mean, that's you know, thank you for that because I needed to hear that. I needed to be put so I could go atone for what I did wrong, you know, so I won't carry carry that guilt and that shame in my life and um you know I have a lot of people you know I mean when I'm wrong I'm wrong and I and I don't mind hearing that because that's what this program taught me is some acceptance on some things man to, to like get in touch with like I'm not an overlord I'm not the greatest thing in the world like I'm not God as my you know I'm I'm not I'm not a higher power my name is Deron and I'm an addict and I need to continue to learn and grow. I need to continue to hear these things where they be good, bad, or indifferent about myself so I can continue to grow within my life and within this fellowship. With that, I pass. Good stuff. Thanks, Deron. Hey, Phil, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, my name's Phil. And my home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area. I think we may have lost Phil. Yep. All right. So Phil's out. We'll get with him when he gets back. Um, outside of that, I don't have any hands up on that question. Um, and I'm the one listed for the next question. So I will start off on question 13. Uh, when someone asks me for an opinion, how do I respond? Am I kind? Do I feel like I have to find something to correct? Do I point out something positive when I offer criticism? Um, 
Yeah, these questions are asking me a rough night to get through these. Uh, when someone asks me for opinion, how do I respond? Um, it depends. If it's recovery related, I generally let them know it's an opinion. Um, first off and second off, I try to find them somebody with experience because in, in that area, I, I just find opinions to be really uh, dangerous at times. And if I do have I'm put in a corner, I usually just, like I say, like, this is an opinion I don't know. And then I ask them to come back with me to me when they're done, um, because I need that feedback as well. Like I share that experience with me because this is something I haven't run into yet either um, it, for opinions. But I don't I, I really try to stray away from opinions. Am I kind? I try to be like and I would say it'd be rare, rare for me not to be. Um, but anytime I give up my time and things like that, I think is there's some kindness involved. Um, do I feel like I have to find something to correct? I've gone through phases like that. Yes. Currently, no. Um, you know, somebody shared on here one time, uh, you know, one of the questions we should ask ourselves when we enter a room is, is it working? <laughs> Thanks, Donna. And, you know, since I've heard that, like I, I, I've been able to calm down a lot on, on, um, picking apart meetings, picking apart people's processes, um, at home, at work, not so much at home. I try not to, but like, <laughs> so let me tell you, this is, I don't know if this is relevant or not. I used to work for my father um, and he would come to work every day and he would just find something to bitch about. So I started leaving this broom on the floor in front of the door and he would walk in in the morning and he would go, who left this goddamn broom all over the floor? And he wouldn't complain about anything else. Um, and it, that worked for about a week. <laughs> you know, but I was like, man, I'll just give him something to complain about as soon as he walks in the door. And I feel like uh, there's there's definitely um, chapters in my life where like I walk in the door, uh, especially with dealing with the public all day um, and things like that, where like I was just drained of that, that patience and stuff that I probably should have had reserved for home um, to where like, man, if the dishes weren't done or the trash wasn't taken out, like it, I would immediately let that be, you know, set my stage for, for communication with my family for the rest of the night. Um, and it is something I had to pinpoint and work on because, uh, yeah, I would just try to find something to just isolate um, or, or to start a fight so whether that connection wasn't there. Um, do I point out something positive when I offer criticism? Absolutely. Uh, I guess work is where it's coming to mind. Perfect or first tier family. Yeah, anytime I'm coming to someone with some criticism and in the program, it's usually, hey, we're doing really well here, here, and here. This is probably our biggest area of opportunity for improvement right here um, that's been taught to me, so I guess. But it, it works really well. So, yeah, I do use it um, inside and outside of the workplace and at home as well, um, especially with the children. Like, I, 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 uh, I've gotten a lot better at that to, to make sure that, like, hey, um, I don't know if you got kids and you've seen disappointed looks on faces enough times it gets repetitive when you're like, every time I talk to you, I'm, I'm correcting you or I'm doing this. It's, it's not pleasant to see dad, you know? So yeah, it, it, it really was like a, Hey, man, like I need to sit down and go through your day. Uh, talk about what's going well, talk about it. Is there anywhere I can help? Is something happening that this isn't happening? Um, you know, instead of just coming in with a fucking, like a tornado pointing out everything everybody did wrong. I okay, like, Seriously, I can walk in the door and not make it 10 steps and piss off everybody in my house. Like, whose shoes are these? Why aren't these dishes done? Trash is now. Is your homework finished? But like done. Like whole evening fucking wrecked. Um, so that I can just go out back and fucking cut the grass and be by myself. And really just, it even got to a point where they're like, you don't have to fucking fight, you know, just come in and go outside. <laughs> you know, I didn't even realize I was doing it. So um I I've gone through some some ebbs and flows with the, these subjects for sure. Um, that's all I have. Ms. Donna, I see you have your hand up. Um, when somebody asks me for my opinion, how do I respond? Honestly, it depends on whether I'm pissed off or not, right? And uh, um, that's just real, right? And it depends on what we're going through. Um, but I hope that what I do, what I hope that what I do is take a minute to recognize the difference between my opinion that they're asking for and my experience, you know, in terms of service work, I probably do a little bit better 
um, you know, and, um, uh, you know, the other thing I guess, um, I, I guess it had to do with the other questions too, is like, I've learned that um, I don't have to be perfect and neither do you, right? And that perfection isn't required or expected, you know, not from my family, not from my employees and not from myself. You know, one of the things at this late stage in my career is I have been managers of medical floors and I have been managers of other things. And I'm real happy to never, ever have to supervise another adult human being again, ever for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm done with that part of my career. <clears throat> and uh uh, par partly because um, because I'm not always the nicest when it comes to giving feedback um, about something that has been uh, addressed several times. So for an example in service work is, I think I've talked to you guys before, I wonder if she'll ever listen to this uh, podcast, about this person in my area who's constantly volunteering for positions that she has no business doing. Right. And, uh, and, uh, um, and it's not that, um, you know, she's got lots of clean time and we love her. She just, it's not her strength. Right. And, um, and she's not good at taking feedback. Right. And, you know, and when I'm asked, when I'm asked what I think, when she has once again been, you know, nominated or volunteered for a position, I'm like, so, you know, I'm not, I have, stopped being nice about it and people have stopped asking me my opinion about it it's not that i don't care about her because i do but she should not be in that position unless we're willing to clean the mess up one more time right um the uh but the thing about the uh, criticism you know um the voices in our heads are generally far more critical you know, than what anybody can tell me, you know, and I have learned that as the many years of supervising people that I have learned is that you always, if there's something you have to say, if there's something I have to say about your behavior or your work ethic or what I want you to do differently, you got to put, you got to sandwich that between a couple of positives that say, basically, I value you as a human being, right? And, um, and I don't think this doesn't have anything to do with your worth, right? But this is something that, that I see, in my opinion, needs to be done differently. Um, so uh, unasked for feedback is just criticism. You know, if, if, you're, if there's a person out there in the world that I think needs my feedback and they have not asked for it, and I'm not in a position as your supervisor or something like that to give it, it's just criticism. And I just learned that recently and I believe it a hundred percent. So thanks from the unperfect person on the team. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Donna. I see you got your hand up, Duran. Yeah, I'd like to chime in real quick, man. I like these questions though. This crap, this is crazy right here. <laughs> this has got a lot going on. Um when asked when someone asks for an opinion, how do I respond? And I'm the, I'm the type, I really don't try and give, so I was talking to one of my sponsees a little while ago and he was like, do you think I'm crazy? And I'm like, well, that's not what my job is. I was like, I'm not a clinician or nothing like that. Like, I'm not your doctor. <laughs> I was like, I'm your guy through the 12 steps of narcotics anonymous. <laughs> like, I mean, that's where you got in your psychiatrist to figure out <laughs> nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but I'm the type of addict that I really just, I, I don't try and throw my opinions out there that much because like, I get overly critical of, of like people, places and things like I'm just, I'm just that addict that like I get over because it's something going on inside of me that I'm not happy with at that point in time. So if I'm not happy with something that, that at that point in time with me, then I can project it onto something else, man. And, and that's that's just me being completely honest and open about 
about me and who I am and where I be at sometimes, man. So I don't really like to throw my opinion out there, man, it, except for like, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's few people that can get my opinion and we're just having general conversations about things. It's nothing that can get real heated. It's just like, don't talk about politics or religion. Like I, you know, I, I, there are just certain things that I don't talk about to people because I don't want, I don't feel like having them debates. If, if I feel like a, a big argument or debates about to come about it with it, I just, I just avoid it. And that's just because I don't feel like wasting my time with something that's, may not be trivial or something that's just a, an opinion, you know, like we, we all are entitled to our opinion about things. And, um, some people don't take that. Well, I, I, for one, don't care. You know, you can think and feel how you want and I can think it, I'm allowed to feel and think the way that I want. Um, I didn't get clean to just like take a backseat with, with the way I feel about things and to just like take your crap in and like, be like, yes, that's the truth. No, I, I, you know, I, I get, I get to, to find out the truth that I believe in. And that's the, the privilege that I'm awarded by being clean and working the program in Narcotics Anonymous. Um, okay. Am I kind? I mean, like I said, I'm like, I feel like, especially as like a sponsor, I feel like I'm like brutal, but it isn't what you say is how you say it. Like, I just, I just tell them like all the time, like, I'm not going to chase you down. I'm not. I'm not that person. Like, I'm not this. I'm not that. Like, don't come at me with this crap. <laughs> I love you. But, but at the same time, get your shit together. <laughs> I mean, uh, sometimes I can be, sometimes I can't, man. It, it, like somebody else said, man, it all depends on how you catch me, man. And, um, but I have learned um, that, that my position has taught me how to like, sometimes have that corporate talk it that 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 business talk like okay i'm thinking this but i need to say this to this person because you can the the program that i work the program that we work has allowed me to be in touch with my higher power and i can feel vibes off of people so i feel how i can come at some people sometimes you know when i allow myself to step back and step out of myself like sometimes i could just feel that okay, I need to be a little gentler right now with this person because they, it, it may be so extreme to them. It may be something light to me, but they're bringing it to me and it's extreme to them. So I need to calm down and step out of myself and put a little, put a, put a little lighter load on it instead of being so hot and heavy all the time. You know, and that, and that comes with learning, learning the process and learning who I am and learning the people that are around me and the people that are involved in my life. And um, uh, do I... Do I feel like I have to find something to correct? Uh, no, not really. Nah, like that's that's not my that's not my place. And do I point out positive, uh, something positive when I offer criticism? So I think that I do. Like somebody was saying, like, um, when you working in the corporate world, man, and and like I have to like I tell my team, man, like you guys are doing a good job. You know, these are areas that we need to work on. We need to come together and get a better schedule for this so we don't get into this situation again. Like, why do we keep falling into the situation? How about we try this, that, those, and the others? Um, but I always try to let people in my life know that they're doing good. Like my son, he won something at a at an Easter egg hunt yesterday and he gave it away. And it was a very expensive thing. And like I was really proud of him for for being that generous. But I was also like, you're 11 years old. Like you, your friend and, and his adult parents should have came and talked to me. And I was really upset about it because they didn't come talk to, to us about it. They just was like, oh yeah, you're giving this kid, you're giving our kid this. And, and like, we're not gonna talk to any adult about it. We're just gonna let two 11 year olds make a decision about a $500 appliance. Like that, I mean, I, yeah, like, <laughs> like I'm not cool with that. Like we should have had a conversation real quick. Like, hey, your son wants to give my son this. How do you feel about this? Oh, well, that's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> like, um, I mean, if, if that's what he really wants to do, then he can do that. But like, you know, but I let my son know, like, I'm not upset with you. You did a very, very good thing. Like, I'm proud of you. I'm proud that I'm raising a child like that, you know, that that's, that's giving and, and kind and thoughtful of others, man. But on the other hand, like, there's a conversation needed to be had. <laughs> with that, I'll pass.
Thanks, Ron. I see I got Des and then Philip after her. Yeah, um, yeah. I just wanted to come in and and so here's what I do, and maybe not everybody does this, but when someone asks me for an opinion, how do I respond? Here's what I say: Do you really want to know? Because so many times people are like, "What do you think about this?" and I'm like, "Do you really want to know?" Because we see things that people sometimes don't want to hear about, and then they're just like asking. Like I've asked people what they think about things, but I don't, I don't really want to know. I'm just asking because I think it's the right thing to do. I mean, that's that's where I was in early recovery, trying to get everybody's opinion on stuff. So I just I always ask people, if you really want to know, I'll tell you. But if if you don't want to know, then we're gonna end this conversation right here. And it's not, you know, it goes on to say, are you being kind? Do you, you know, this do I point something when I point out something positive when I offer criticism? So in other words, do I sugarcoat shit? I don't know, not all the time, sometimes, but it, it depends on like, I don't know. I, I try to be authentic and I try to be congruent in my words. And I try really hard to make sure that um, because I live that way and I want that from other people, I wanna be that way with people. So when people ask me something, I'm always like, do you wanna know? Do you really wanna know? you know, let me know what you want. And even in, um, somebody was talking about sponsorship, even in sponsorship, you know, whether I'm talking to my sponsor or somebody I sponsor, it's always having that conversation. You know, where are you at? What, what are you prepared to hear? You know, are you in a spot to hear what's really going on? And I think that's important. Those are important questions because even in service, when I do service work, if I fuck something up, I need to know, but I don't need to know from everybody. You know, I need to know from somebody I trust, you know, um, I've seen in NA service where we take people, where we just blast people in front of everybody. It's mortifying to see that happen. You know, um, is, is it kind to take somebody aside and say, hey, man, you keep putting your hand up and saying you're going to do this, but you don't fucking show up. What's going on? How can I help you show up? You know, instead of like, um, oh, don't vote for them. They're not going to show up anyways. Remember what they did two years ago or three years ago or whatever, you know? And so I, I think this, this is a great question, but I think for me, it's important that, that I remember to be kind because people weren't always kind to me. And I remember how that felt, but also to be authentic and congruent in my words, to make sure that I'm saying um, what's, what's real. Cause that's what I, cause I want what's real today. When I got clean, I don't think I wanted what was real because I couldn't handle it. But today I can, and, and that's what some years clean, you know? So just making sure to know, you know, that, that well, that's what I say. I said, do you really want to know? <laughs> that's my answer. So thanks for letting me share that. Awesome. Thanks, Des. This context definitely plays. Uh, what you got, Phil? Wow, good stuff. Um, you know that that first part of that question when you when when someone asked me for my opinion how do I respond? At um one time I had all the answers for everybody. I did. You know, I, I could tell everybody how they should be living and what they should be doing and and things like that. But at, uh, over time and as recovery has going on and being sponsored and and with the programs and just some of the things that talks about um in our, our program and how we do recovery is, is sharing our experience, strength and hope and our, and our own experience. And uh, time to time, I do have people uh, in the fellowship ask, ask me for my opinion or spin or twist or how would I do different things. And I, and I, and I will tell them. And sometimes they get, they get upset, man. I says, I'm not, I'm not going to, um, give you bad information. I have no experience with this and I don't have to give you no opinion anyway. I don't have to do that. So sometimes that might be my um, uh, response. Uh, am I kind? Um, I hope so. I, I, I try to be. I'm just gonna leave it like that. I, I try to be. And um, um, do I feel like I have to find something to correct? Um, I'm the kind of person, if I see something that's messed up and I can just go ahead and do it without letting anybody know that it got corrected, I just go ahead and do it, you know? 
because um, sometimes um, I, I think I can be arrogant, uh, arrogant, uh, cockiness, different things, uh, um, know it all and chaotic things too. And that's just, just my spin and twist on things. So I'll just make the corrections, you know, but I don't have to find uh, stuff that's wrong, you know, or look for something that's wrong. And, you know, I, I try not to do that on the program. And then uh, do I point out something positive uh, when I offer um, criticism? Um, I know um, critical criticism isn't always quality and things. And I, I just know that from, 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 from working uh, in industry and, and, and things like that and administration groups and, and things like that. I learned that in the world, but, but in, in here, um, um, criticism, um, it talks about constructive criticism. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's not a good, good, uh, character defect for for me and i can sometimes that can be a, a, a defect because it can be criticism for me sometimes it can be negative one of the members just said uh, it's not how you're saying it's not what you're saying it's how you're saying things and that's all i got great stuff thank you phil if i don't see any more hands up i have miss donna taking us off with question 14. And I think this is a conspiracy. Question 14. <laughs> Are there areas of my life that would benefit from more planning? Do I, do I do better with more or less structure in my life? Do I resist routine or embrace it? Um, it the first thought that came to my mind is that um, I used to be really rigid about a lot of things. And I used to be... Uh, and I'm also oppositional defiant. And so, and so don't tell me what to do ever about anything, right? I'll never ask for anybody's opinion. That used to be my thing. Um, so are there areas in my life that would benefit from more planning? You know, uh, um, we're still ought never be organized, right? Meaning we're not like planning outcomes and stuff like that. But I have found that Loose, loosely guidelines. That's always one of the reasons I like guidelines. If I, if I have guidelines to follow and I've done something a few times and I know what to expect if I follow those guidelines, I do better in that structure than I do outside of it. And with, with like we've talked about a lot here, the creative uh, uh, ability to decipher ourselves what's important and what's not and how we want to do things, right? And um, so I have found that some rules, some guidelines, some planning is definitely uh, better. Um, it's like if I have these outlines and I know that this is these are kind of the edges that I can do whatever I want to in the middle of those. Right. And it could and it can end up being something completely beautiful. You know, it could end up being something very chaotic, too, which has happened on a time time. Um, so uh, do I resist routine or embrace it at this point in my life? I absolutely embrace routine. Um, I remember things better if I have a very specific way of doing it. I um, at, at, at different points in my career, I've had to, I've had to manage really huge amounts of information, you know, and so, and so there had to be structure around that. There had to be a routine about that. There had to be some way that I went into my day every day and did the same thing. That way, if um, something came up that was outside of the norm, when I got done with that thing, I could go back and I knew where I was. Right. And that's how I see guidelines that these days. That's how I see the structure of the fellowship these days. It's like, you know, no matter where I leave off and go off on my whatever I'm going off on, when I come back, I know where to start again. It's like, oh, yeah, that's going on because I'm trying to work this six and seven stuff and look at my character defects. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, get back, get back here and do that thing. Um, um, I, 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 and I will say that um, this has changed a lot 
from when I was a young person early in recovery to now an older person with many years clean. It's like, it's just a matter of experience. I have found out what has worked for me. You know, I guess the thing I would encourage um, if you were like me, like I was when I was newer and you're newer, that one of the things about people who've been around for a while and doing service for a while is they've done this. There's really nothing new going on here, you know? And so asking for like, well, how did you do it then? You know, and listening to that without having to take it on like, you know, like rules or instructions, but just information, you know? having respect for our elders, or at least a respect for those who have done this thing many, many times, it's only gonna be positive, you know, if it's um, taken with the, um, you know, as information rather than rules. So that's enough out of me, thanks. Thank you, Donna, that was awesome. Anybody have any hands up? If not, we can carry on to Phil with question 15. Okay. How do I create structure and predictability in my life without being rigid or controlling? Can I plan for the future if I'm living just for today? Um, I want my life to be... Um, really un unpredictable because I do live just for today. Um, rigid and uh, controlling, uh, I, I don't want my, really my life to be that way, but I guess there's um, some things um, in life and recovery and with structure, um, um, I need to be that way for some things, um, rigid, um, there's no, there's no flexibility in that, uh, um, controlling, um, um, is it no good, but, but my, probably my rigid and controlling would be pointing myself and the members say into policy and literature steps, traditions, concepts and and things like that i don't know if, if you, we want to look at that as being rigid or controlling um but but it's talking about my 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 life uh without it um i don't know um just being in in in, in recovery and practicing these principles in in all my my affairs um um not so much rigid and controlling, but it's it's probably going to be unpredictable. Uh, can I plan the future uh, if I'm living just for today? No, no, I try to live just for today, but I do have a calendar with stuff written on it for reminders because I'm a senior uh, citizen and uh, I do have senior moments and. Uh, I guess that um, planning future things, I, I need to uh, have some kind of uh, reminders. And, um, and um, I am a, a just for today person. And um, sometimes I'm a just for the moment person. And that's all I got. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, there's zero chance I remember to say everything I wanna say right now. Um, so yeah, last question, and this one kind of rolled together, so I didn't comment on the last one just to be here, but um, do I better with more or less structure in my life? And, and another addict for me just shared, uh, it kind of takes me back to when I first got here, when when I was real rigid about program and about how everything had to work right in place. You know, I was coming out of the military, coming out of prison, um, coming into somewhere where my life was just full chaos, and people were helping me, like, and they were helping me with with experience that was showing itself valid in my life you know um so it was super um super structured for the first let's say couple of years of recovery um and i can remember the exact moment uh that i found out or accepted that like so i finished my first round of 12 steps right and i, I rode through my 
step working guide. Um, and I wasn't sure how I was going to carry on with step work. So I, like I was taught, called predecessors and I asked them, you know, after you worked your first set of 12 steps, how did you continue to, to go on? And, you know, I called about six people and all six of them gave me different answers, um, which was weird because where I come from, everybody does everything the same way. Um, and I remember in that moment, someone telling me like, well, I've never used a step working guide because I was here before it and I have never been through it. And like, if anybody up to that point had told me like, I'm not going to use a step working guide, I would have been like, talk shit, whatever you want to call it. Like shit's fugazi. You ain't fucking working it right. You ain't doing it right. But like, now I got a guy with 35 years telling me he ain't using the step working guide. And I'm like, fuck, um, I guess I have to consider there's other ways to do things. Um, so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm super happy it was so structured when I first got here because I, there was a part of me that needed that. There was a part of me, this is how you're going to do this. We're going to do this just like this and it's going to work. And it, it, it allowed me to stay around long enough to understand that I had some options and things going through. And you know what I found out too is a lot of the people that were very rigid when I started to learn traditions and I started to question them, they didn't get angry with me. They got, they loved me enough to go, yeah, that's your understanding and you're okay to have that. You know, as long as you, it's, it talks about that in here. Um, can I, how do I create structure and predictability in my life without being rigid or controlling? Okay. Like abstinence and 12 step work is what we do here, but there's, there's a lot of different answers to how some people do some stuff and it, it it's all working. Um, so I, uh, to whereas before, like I said, like if you didn't do things just like I was taught, that shit wasn't right. And then I come to find out, but well, but somehow you're still clean. So I get okay, maybe 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 it works a little. Okay, maybe I can adopt some of your practices. Okay, maybe I have some options. Um, so I guess in a nutshell, that rigid structure in the beginning allowed me to build a base that now today. I can explore options without feeling like I'm cheating on my program or my sponsor. If I do something just a little different than maybe he did or that they taught me how to do. Um, can I plan for the future if I'm living just for today? Yes. Um, absolutely. Yes. Uh, like a lot of people, when I got here, I wasn't allowed to see my children. And I remember every day being super anxious about that, being super shameful, feeling real guilty and trying to solve, if you've ever been in the court systems, like nothing's getting solved quick. So just for today, um, not using was all I could do just for today for a long time. You know, I could, I could make shit worse in a day for sure. I can't solve all my problems in one day, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't use anymore so I can plan for a future. Now, if I don't, I don't beat myself up for not obtaining some of the things I'm looking for, but Yeah. I have plans for the future today. Um, and, I, and I continue to do all this, the stuff I did in the past to, to team my just for the days where they are. I, uh, do I do better with more or less structure in my life? I function with it very well. Um, but as I've, I've, I've continued to repeat and repeat the windows for, uh, you know, some manipulation in there has grown, not in a bad way, but like I, I'm free to, to kind of go outside. I used to get up walk to a meeting spot, write my step work until the meeting started, walk back home. And that was my whole day. You know, um, today there's a couple more stops in there and uh, it's still working. That's all I got. Uh, Tony. I muted myself. Yeah, I like that. When you mentioned the military, it made me think of that, too, because I, I didn't have any structure at all. When I was a kid, I had ADHD and bipolar. I was wild. I was crazy. I wasn't a bad kid, but I was like all over the place in my head. There was there was no words for that back then when I was growing up. Um, and that that created some structure in my life and, and organizational skills that I needed to to have, you know. Um, and um and I kind of continue that today. I mean, Phil was talking about the calendar. I write my shit down and I have it on my phone. I got it on a calendar and I have it on a pad and I write down, what am I doing today? I need to do that. That's one of the things I need to do. And I've always done that because if I don't, you know, I forget if, if, I, if I'm hanging out with you guys somewhere and you say, hey, let's do this tomorrow. I put it in my phone. If I, I got to come home and write it on the pad or I'll forget, you know, I won't see it. And so that's kind of what I do, you know. Um, 
you know, I, I heard something, somebody shared this a while back. I heard somebody say that, you know, every time I make plans, God laughs, you know, and it's just like one of those things. It's like, you know, cause stuff happens, right. I can make plans and I can't be, I had to learn over time through the steps, you know, and doing step work is to be patient, you know, like, um, I was supposed to go on this big trip with my family, like my, my son and his family last year. And then, um, I had, a, I had the down payment down and everything. And then a month before he goes, Oh, we're getting divorced. And I'm going, you know, like, Oh, great. So now I had to, now we're going to be going to, uh, we're going to go this year, but I had to let it go. There was nothing I can do about it. That was powerless. I do my, I do stuff in the morning. Like I journal, I, I read, I'm, I'm reading my meditation, spiritual principle of the day, stuff I do every morning. It's not rigid, but it's just what I do. It's a routine. It's some structure that I have and start my day. Then I do some stretches to get my old body moving and then um, little yoga stuff. And then, and then I get on my way. If something happens and I can't do that, if I have an appointment early in the morning, it's okay. You know? And so I have to learn that flexibility, you know, and, and, and that's how uh, for me, you know, but I, it's okay for me to plan. It's okay for me to plan some things. I write some stuff down that I'm going to do tomorrow. And if I don't get to it, it's Okay. I'll get to it the next day, you know, unless I'm going to pay the bill that the lights are going to get turned off. But other than that, something like that, you know, so I like having that flexibility and living just for today and keeping it simple as best I can. So that's all I got. Thank you, Tony. Flexibility is that word I couldn't find. That that, that was the one on the tip of my tongue that whole time. <laughs> what you got, Neron? Ah, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> this question how do i create structure and uh predictability in my life without being rigid or controlling um i feel that it's how i start my day off by asking my higher power to guide me and 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 inviting everybody else that i'm around in, into into the circle to allow things to work at a fluid pace i should say you know especially in my job like that's the that's like how i start my every day you know, and I, and I don't try to control everything. I'm, I'm like, I'm like a go with the flow person at home. Like, I'm just like, whatever. My wife's always like, you never seen to have an opinion about anything. And I'm like, I mean, if it really bothers me, then I'll say something, but like, for the most part, okay, like, <laughs> let's get her done. Um, but the quick, the part of this question that really hit me is, can I plan for the future if I'm living just for today? And, um, I'm with Will. This is a big thing for me. This is like where this uh, have faith and do your job thing comes in for me. It's like, I trust my higher power with my future so much. And I, and, I, and I ask him for his guidance and his will. And I see him working in my life. You know, a little over three years ago, I was the addict that was out in the, living in a trap house with a backpack full of broken electronics and three outfits. And like, I'm not about to get into all that, but like, and now I'm a homeowner and, you know, and, and, and I, and I asked him to guide me. Like he is instruct. I, I have my kids in my life today. Like I plan, I, I asked him to allow a way for that to happen in my life. I just trusted in this process and trusted in everything that I was learning in here. And I have faith and I did my job. All I did was stay clean, work some steps, do some service work, give back my all to, to life. And he allowed these things to happen. So, I mean, even today, it's just funny because, like, I see something so bright going on. Like, I remember when I was in rehab and and, and one of the counselors asked us a question. She said, uh, what is the first thing you see? And, and I was like, light. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but I just see light, some brightness. I was like, and, and, and now I'm, I'm starting to think deeper about that. And that's that I see a future. I see something going on. I even have it written in my basic text on a couple of pages, man, where like I see a future and it's through this program. It's through the connection I have with my higher power, the connection I have with this fellowship, this, the step work that, that I'm doing in this fellowship, the traditions that I'm learning today in, the, in this fellowship. It's all because of the things that you guys, Narcotics Anonymous is teaching me. And, and, and I'm just going to continue to do this, man. Like, I really, that question just had my mind going. Like, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it because, like, that's all I see is the, the brightness of a future that Narcotics Anonymous granted me.
this program gave me life. It gave me the brightest thing that it gave me something that I never thought that I was. It let me know that I'm enough, that we are enough together. And thank you for allowing me to share with that I passed. Thanks, Jerron. Yeah, I, I, I guess I kind of noticed like when I do have structure, things tend to go well and then uh, they're going so well, I quit doing the structure until it blows up and we, we circle back. Um, <laughs> if nobody else has their hands up, I think we're going to wrap up here uh, right there tonight. Uh, please join us back again next week where we will be on question 16 on page 165 uh, for episode 78. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.